the Philippine unemployment rate goes down in July as quarantine restrictions ease. A motion for reconsideration filed to prevent the early release of convicted killer U.S. Marine Joseph Scott Pemberton. And a cargo vessel with a mostly Filipino crew goes missing in the East China Sea. Good afternoon. I'm Hermina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Thanks for joining us. A frantic search in the East China Sea where a freighter with 43 crew members, mostly Filipinos, went missing. We'll have more on that later. But first, the unemployment rate in the Philippines eases to 10% in July from a record high of 17.7% last April. That's as the COVID-19 lockdown restrictions began loosening across the country. The latest data translates to a total of 4.6 million Filipinos without jobs, down from the 7.3 million in April. Despite the improvement, former Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Shelito Habito says much needs to be done to get the unemployment figures down to the single-digit level. Frankly, there were even dire predictions of an even worse unemployment being said by some. But uh, I was expecting this precisely because the company, the, the, the economy was already somewhat opened up uh, July or even a little bit earlier when we eased the quarantine restrictions. So that meant that uh, a lot of people were able to go back to work even partially. So I'm sure, I was quite sure that the, the numbers was going to, were going to be improving. And uh, it's still not uh, something to celebrate about simply because it's still in double digits. Industries with the biggest drop in employment include arts, entertainment and recreation. The highest unemployment rate was recorded in the National Capital Region, the country's main coronavirus hotspot. Meanwhile, underemployment came in at 17.3 percent, slightly lower than the 18.9 percent recorded in April. The National Economic Development Agency welcoming the improvement in the Philippines' jobs data. Socioeconomic Planning Secretary Carl Chua says, aside from loosening the quarantine restrictions, government support for workers amid the pandemic, such as the small business wage subsidy and social amelioration for low-income families, also contributed to the better employment figures. Moving forward, Chua stressed the importance of the recently passed coronavirus stimulus bill, dubbed as Bayanihan II, the Duterte administration's infrastructure program, as well as the 2021 budget, in helping to improve the country's growth and job prospects. The number of coronavirus cases here in the Philippines now stands at over 226,000, a seeming bright spot. Only 2,218 new cases were reported Wednesday. That's the lowest daily tally since July. The death toll is now at more than 3,600, while recoveries are at over 158,000. A research group at the University of the Philippines says, while transmissions are slowing down, the goal now is to sustain that downward trajectory over the next two to three months. Blue has flattened the curve. Metro Manila is now flattening the curve, and also Calabarzon is also flattening the curve. So our hope is to get the number of cases down in Metro Manila to maybe 1,000 uh, average per day or even 500 after one month. And then by that time, it 
would be easier for us to loosen economic restrictions. The Philippine government formally launches the digital contact tracing app called Stay Safe. Mobile phone users who download the app are asked to disclose their health condition and that of their families. The information can be accessed by local government units and establishments using Bluetooth technology for contact tracing. Is a application, digital application donated by the MVP Group. It's uh, developed by Multisys. It's a private company, uh, part of the MVP Group of companies. And uh, this is a app that will provide an integrated platform for everyone who will be going to malls, to to uh, restaurants, mm. to various private establishments, as well as use uh, public transportation in order to have a um, automated way of contact tracing our, our, our citizens who use these facilities as we move forward. StaySafe was developed by local firm Multisys Technologies, which is partly owned by the MVP group of companies. It can be downloaded for free by Android and iOS users. New studies confirm multiple types of steroids improve the survival rates of severely ill COVID-19 patients. A study led by the World Health Organization reveals steroids reduce the risk of death by about one-third compared to placebo treatment or usual care alone in seriously ill patients. The WHO is, however, cautioning against the use of steroids in patients with mild forms of the disease, saying it may cause more harm. So uh, we were able to pool data from eight clinical trials, um, a total over 7,000 patients that were randomized to corticosteroids or, or usual care. And in that um, evidence synthesis, uh, we found the estimate of effect that you would have nine fewer deaths per 100 patients. And if you translate this, um, it would take treating 14 patients to save one life. So, so this is... Uh, an important reduction, a life-saving reduction in mortality and a life-saving intervention. Lawmakers eyeing emergency powers for President Duterte to address the PhilHealth anomalies. This was revealed in Wednesday's House probe on the agency's corruption scandal. The chairman of the House Committee on Public Accounts, Mike Defensor, asked Task Force PhilHealth member Justice Undersecretary Adrian Sugai to help draft the measure on the emergency powers. Health Secretary Francisco Duque, who was president at the hearing, was all for that move. He says the proposed powers will speed up the execution of reforms in the embattled agency, but party list lawmaker Arlene Brosses is rejecting that proposal. She points out Congress has the power to enact a law that could strengthen the country's health care system. New PhilHealth Chief Dante Giran set to order the reshuffle of officials in the state-run insurer. Giran adds he cannot stop evidence from emerging against corrupt PhilHealth officials. He asserts public health service cannot be given as long as there are corrupt officials in PhilHealth. Giran also vows to learn more about public health amid criticisms he lacks experience in the field. It should, it should not be hampered by what is going around, like investigation. Uh, of course, you know, dahil baguhan pa ako, I have to fill my way in. And then, uh, sabi ko nga, meron namang tao na katalaga doon eh. Meron namang mga official na katalaga doon eh, sa PhilHealth. Just mm -hmm. because uh, uh, 
uh, some of them, some of big shots are being uh, removed or being suspended. It doesn't, it doesn't mix Philhealth uh, uh, stay or hindi na, no, hindi na, hindi na tatapos yung ano, hindi na tatapos yung Philhealth because those people, those corrupt people. Police Lieutenant General Camilo Cascolan lays down or lays out his plans as the new chief of the Philippine National Police. As Rafi Santos tells us, Cascolan promises to go after high-value targets in support of the government's campaign against illegal drugs. General Camilo Cascolan was formally installed as the 24th chief of the Philippine National Police. Cascolan is the fourth PNP chief to have come from PMA Sinagtala class of 1986 following his mistas Ronald De La Rosa, Oscar Albayalde and Archie Gamboa. He is set to retire from the service in two months but has vowed to make the most of his short time at the helm. Before taking the reins of the police force, Cascolan was the number two man of the PNP as deputy chief PNP for administration. He was also former director of the civil security group, the NCRPO, PNP Director for Operations, and Taguig City Chief of Police. As Director for Operations, Cascolan was largely responsible for conceptualizing and implementing Oplan Double Barrel, the initial salvo of the government's war on drugs. He inherits a PNP reeling from the effects of the COVID-19 pandemic, which has infected more than 3,000 cops and killed more than a dozen. On Wednesday, Cascolan called his first command conference where he laid out his plans and programs as the new chief of the PNP. This will be the focus of the anti-drug campaign. Of course, it will be evaluated and still be re-evaluated from time to time. We will try to enhance our anti-drug war so that we would be able to arrest more high-value individuals. Malacanang is confident Cascolan will do a good job as head of Duterte's law enforcement programs. It adds, the president's marching orders to Cascolan are clear. Yan po ang bilhin niya, no? professionalize the ranks, uphold the constitution and the rule of law, and siyempre po kinakilangan ipatuloy ang mga gains of the drug war. We of course expect uh, the new uh, incoming chief PNP to be at the helm and to ensure na yung... Uh, duties ng Joint Task Force COVID Shield in the implementation of quarantine protocols is to be strictly implemented. Rafi Santos, ABS-CBN News. The lawyers of the slain or the family of slain transgender woman Jennifer Laude making a last-ditch effort to prevent the release of her killer. They filed a motion for reconsideration on the court's decision to grant U.S. Marine Joseph Scott Pemberton's early release. Laudis Camp argues the good conduct time allowance should not apply to Pemberton because he invoked the visiting forces agreement during the hearings. They add, this is the reason why Pemberton is being detained at a military base instead of the National Penitentiary. Laudis lawyers also question Pemberton's perfect grade in the GCTA assessment. The Supreme Court already recognized that under the VFA, um, anyone who's convicted, any American personnel convicted under the VFA would be in a sui generis situation um, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, he or she will be treated under a separate modality, and that is a treaty. My goodness, he was given a perfect score, full credit. What has he done to, to, you know, to deserve that full credit? Kaya nga, without any presentation uh, of any evidence or proof of uh, good conduct. Kaya ako, hindi talaga, I mean, the good conduct law should not apply to him. And secondly, he, he does not deserve full credit, not at all.
Laudiscamp now plans to file charges against Pemberton's lawyer and the Olongapo judge who granted his early release. Filing um, a violation of ethics no, or filing of disbarment case against Attorney Rowena Flores for everything that she did. Mm -hmm. And we're also thinking of... Uh, I mean, uh, the action made by the, uh, by the by the court, made by the judge, because this yung double violation of our right to due process. The judge committed errors, serious mm -hmm. errors mm -hmm. in the application of the law. Uh, the judge committed error in simply taking as gospel truth the computation. Why everything was done in haste? Why, why, why rush everything? Mm -hmm. Laudis killing in 2014 made international headlines and because of Washington's initial refusal to turn Pemberton over to the Philippine authorities, it also sparked protests over the military agreements between the U.S. and the Philippines. Various groups condemning the early release order for Pemberton. The Lagablab LGBT network says the order is another injustice to the memory of Jennifer Laude, her family, and the Philippines. Party list group Bayan Muna urges the Olongapo court to review its decision and to immediately table the appeal of Laude's family. The group also renewed its call to terminate the visiting forces agreement with the U.S. Meanwhile, the Armed Forces of the Philippines says it is ready to assist in the early release of Pemberton. But the military points out that compliance to the court order will come from the Bureau of Corrections. An uproar over a proposal to make September 11 Marcos Day in the province of Ilocos Norte. The House of Representatives approved a measure declaring that date a non-working holiday in the home province of the late dictator Ferdinand Marcos to commemorate his birth anniversary. The bill's authors say the legislation salutes Marcos, whose leadership and brilliance served as or serve as an inspiration to fellow Ilocanos. Baimuna representative Euphemia Kulyamat slammed the measure, saying it disrespects the country's history and all the victims of martial law. The group Karapatan also against that proposal. The Marcos regime was infamous for widespread corruption and state brutality enabled by the dictator's declaration of martial rule. A people power revolt in 1986 forced Marcos to flee the country. A freighter with over 32 make that 30 Filipino crew members has gone missing while traveling in the East China Sea. Japan's Coast Guard says the Gulf Livestock One sent a distress call on Wednesday. The Coast Guard then launched a search operation and was able to rescue a Filipino crew member on a drifting lifeboat. The strong winds and torrential rains due to Typhoon Maisak are hampering their search efforts. The Panamanian registered vessel left New Zealand last August 14 and was scheduled to arrive in China next Friday. And before we go, Britain's Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have officially launched their Hollywood careers after signing a deal with Netflix. In a statement to Agence France Press, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex said they will focus on creating content that informs and gives hope. Among their first projects are a nature documentary series and an animated series on inspiring women. No financial terms were disclosed, but the deal is reported to be multi-year and exclusive to the streaming giant. Harry recently appeared in a Paralympics documentary film called Rising Phoenix, while Markle narrated a wildlife documentary for Disney. 
And that'll do it for today's edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Stay with us here on the News Channel.